Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm hoping to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. Hey, so today we're going to be doing the first interview, and I've got my buddy Doug here. Uh, so, Doug, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Doug. Um, like Zach said, one of his buddies. I'm a heavy-duty mechanic. I've been in the trade for 14 years total. Um, yeah. What, what got you into the trade other than the chicks? Uh, <laughs> well, that's a given. Yeah, that's um, what I kind of figured. I would say what got me into the trade... To start with was the love of mechanics in general. Yep. Um, it started with a love of automotive. Um, but let's be real, nobody wants to fit their hands into tight places all the time. So no. bigger machinery equals bigger spaces, which I'm okay with. Um, and the drive to be able to do or fix something myself uh, is what got me into it. And I haven't looked back. Well, I thought that was pretty cool, even when we were younger, like with your Maverick. I mean, your house was always kind of the party house, the yeah. hangout house, like, and beer pong in your garage, but there was always the Maverick there, and it was it was sweet. I think, have you sold it to somebody in the Lower Mainland? I sold it to a guy that lived in Chilliwack. Oh, I've seen it then. he sold it to a guy in Abbotsford. Yep. Well, I've, I saw it probably two weeks ago. In really? the middle of that heat wave, I, I saw it, oh, I'm like, that sweet. orange color, I'm like, that I wondered where it was, be. but... I, I figured that has to be Doug's. Like, it was it just stood out so so blatantly to me. Yeah. So, yeah, like, even... So, anyway, we met back in high school, grade yeah. 11, I think I switched. Yeah. And so, it's kind of funny how many of our friends all got into trades. Like, think back to our friends group. Yeah. Like, all tradesmen. All tradesmen. I think the only one who I've kind of lost contract or contact with now is Travis. And he went into finance or something. But I other than so. that... Yeah. But other than that, everybody trades people. So it's been kind of, I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool. It is, for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so now kind of transitioning, both of us are relatively young dads by today's standards. I would say so. I mean, at least, yeah, yeah, the guys who stuck around. <laughs> 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 31, 31 with families, that's, that's, that's pretty young by today's standards. And uh, yeah, I figured that we could kind of talk about fatherhood. And it's funny because we've never actually had this conversation. No, we haven't. Like outside of this. <laughs> no. Which, and like, okay, so going back, even at work, do you ever find that you have like any deeper or meaningful conversations, like rather than the surface level, like, hey, how's it going or whatever, talking about sports or something? Where I'm currently employed, no. Where right. I work now, I work with a predominantly younger crew. Yep. Um, early 20s. Uh, one of my apprentices just turned 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. So really green. his mindset is... The chicks from trades. <laughs> right. right. Um, All three of them. <laughs> the uh, the other guys I work with are in their 70s. Yep. Uh, so they are, you know, I want my dinner on the table when I get home. Yep. And have a very different outlook on what marriage and family life is. Yep. I think it's uh, an old school view of what it yep. is compared to what today is. Like when I, I took... Four weeks off from mat leave for yep. my second daughter. Those guys looked at me like I was absolutely nuts. Really? Like why would you? Why would you want to be home? Yeah. Let alone why would you even be in the same hospital room as her? 
Really? Absolutely. Actually, you know what? That's funny because I had a boss up north who, when I wanted to get out for the birth of my child, which it's like, it's like, hey, Betty, I got to fly out of camp. My son's being born. Yeah. And he's like, why are you going? I'm like, what, you, what? What are you talking about? But he had said that for his three or four kids, he'd never even been in the room for the birth. No. Which is crazy. It is crazy. I couldn't imagine not being there to support my wife no. during that time. No, me it either. It wouldn't even cross my mind to be somewhere else. And it's such a bonding experience it too. Is. From what Absolutely. I yeah. Like from then on, like, I don't know. You, you're just... You, yeah. It's a completely different mindset. You're in awe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I think that's interesting. So between the two, the older, or the older generation and the younger generation, who do you kind of find that you maybe fit in with more? Not with everything, but in general. Or who do you have more meaningful conversations with? Probably the the younger guys it's interesting to be able to hear their insight on like what they think a relationship should be or right for instance the one guy i work with is just engaged and he's wondering if cold feet is usual and all these things right and then you talk to the older generation about how they parented or what they did with their families growing up and it's it's always interesting to hear that perspective on it too that side of it of that how they school. handled situations in the house or just what they did with their families in general really yeah i think is is always interesting and even like oh i completely agree and you're right talking about the younger generation because you can't necessarily talk about family stuff but when they do start to get into that yeah like the even the engaged phase mm-hmm. it's it's yeah because you, you at least have experience to relate to them that yeah, way yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that's interesting so Going into parenting, like, I don't know. I mean, I have certain things from my parents that I want to pass down to my kids and then certain things that I don't. Like, things that you're kind of like, ah, maybe that should stay back back in old school parenting. <laughs> Was there anything like, well, we'll start off with the positive because your parents are awesome like from an outside perspective like whenever we were at your house your dad for starters is hilarious <laughs> right like anytime around the farm he'd come around and he'd have all of us like laughing yeah every day. my uh my parents are pretty great yeah um a little bit of background again um my family had a poultry farm growing up in which i was fortunate enough to work full-time there for a few years uh, and got to work beside my dad day in and day out which really brought our relationship even closer yeah he has taught me a lot through the years um most of which i employ in my everyday work now Mm -hmm. um hard work is you know never overlooked and a good work ethic takes you places well especially on a farm i can imagine i mean that's yeah that's a lot of blood sweat and tears yeah absolutely it's uh it's 365 days a year yeah seven days a week you know and there's things like we were never that family that went to Disneyland or took week vacations in tropical places, even road trips for that matter. We got a week on Vancouver Island and then maybe a few weekends here and there. But my parents did things over spring break or on weekends or summer holidays that made the stay at home special to us. Um, and those things now I try to employ in in parenting now um even if it's not a big fancy holiday even if we're going to my wife's family has a cabin on the sunshine coast if we go there we try to make that trip as special for them as possible oh and that's a beautiful area too it's gorgeous yeah and i find like 
I find with us even, I mean, my we're kind of in the same boat that way with our dads because I worked alongside him too, starting in the apprenticeship program Absolutely. in high school. And it was, I had, I have the same really close bond with him and I kind of picked up on those same lessons that he had. I mean, he started his company when I was, I don't know, I want to say three or four kind of as he had two kids growing up and he realized he wasn't going to be able to make it on just an employee yep. salary. He actually started, he was working at a glass shop on the manufacturer floor when I was born and then he got into electrical realizing there was a bit of a higher ceiling, even though he took a pay cut to okay. start. All right. But, um, but yeah, that work ethic kind of bled right through to all of us. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah, it's obviously the same with you and your brother too. Cause yeah. you can see that in him too. Yeah. My brother is a, is also a mechanic. He's a, he's a hard worker. Yep. Um, but those, those things were ingrained in us from my dad, mm-hmm. from my dad's dad, from my grandpa. It was sitting inside on spring break was not an option. Right. If there was work to do, you were outside doing it. If you wanted to play with your friends, you had to do your chores first. And I think those are important things that, you know, childhood, you shouldn't force your kids to grow up early. Yeah. But I don't think that teaching them the fulfillment of a hard day's work or being able to help your parents do something should be something that's overlooked either. No, I agree. And especially nowadays, it's not like competition is less in the workforce. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like it's crazy. So if you can, if you can make that enjoyable and make it rewarding with your kids at the same time, like that's a huge bonus, I think. Yeah. Just, just can save them up for life. Like that work ethic goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because like your farm, I remember being there all the time, like, and we'd help out with like little chores here and there. Yeah. <laughs> if he came down, he's like, Dougie, get this thing done. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I remember though in that poultry barn with your like big prize turkeys, remember? Yeah. One of our friends wrestling them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one thing with having the farm is there was never a dull moment. Never. There was lots of stuff to do and really you look back on it and it provided all of us with a place to hang out for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know? so much, like, area, like, we'd go, whatever, yeah. uh, four by four yeah, in the back exactly. Field. Do donuts in the field, whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, football, whatever. Yeah, it was, I completely agree. I know that's one thing that we try to kind of instill in our kids, too, is get outside and do something. Absolutely. Like, it's it, even just free play, right? Like, just, mm-hmm. it encourages their imagination. They get to have fun with their kids or yeah. their friends. But it's, yeah, I think that's important, too. Yeah, and and I think... In terms of parenting, if you can, if your kids feel comfortable in their own house mm-hmm. and they're comfortable to bring your friend, their friends back to their house, yep. then it's an easy way for you to stay connected to who your kids are hanging out with. Totally. And like my kids aren't in school yet. My yep. oldest daughter's three. Um, but that's something that I very much want to try and accomplish Yeah. through parenting is, is stay connected to who she's with who she's hanging out with you know i'll tell you man it is tough like because our oldest is nine right i I can imagine and so like i i lay a lot of this credit with shannon because she's the one who's actually running them out driving them to friends houses meeting the other parents yeah she kind of develops that relationship like i see them from time to time on weekends Mm -hmm. but i'm at the i'm at work during the day yeah but um it's tough and the same with like especially introducing social media with Mm -hmm. kids man they all have facebook made a facebook messenger kids so basically all that all of our friends like we have to be connected to the parent mm-hmm. to then allow the kids to be friends with each other and they can only talk okay. to each other but anyway it's crazy because like his friends started to get this facebook messenger app and then we were getting hounded all the time like well can i have it can i have it and we're like 
I don't know, like we're kind of hesitant with social media in them, but man, it, yeah, it comes at you fast. Cause then it's even harder to almost keep track of who they're talking to. Cause like on my phone, I have access to all of his, his message lists and okay. everything, but the time you have to go through to read every single message list and every single interaction he has online, it's good that it's available, but it gets hard to keep track of everything. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine in six years when your daughter's the same age as him, like everything is just advancing I know, that it, way. I'd be lying if I said that it doesn't scare the pants off me. Oh my God. And I feel like social media has evolved so much since we were young. Oh yeah. You know, we're not old by, by any means. We're not. But for us, Facebook or, um, those things, that was cool. Yeah. But it's evolved so much past that now. And it was almost a novelty for us. It was. Whereas now it's just... It's part of their social structure. Everything goes through online. Yeah. You know, for us, I feel like texting was still a big form of communication back then. Big time. Whereas now, it seems like they just message each other. Yeah. Or like like and comment on stuff. I I agree. And I I look at what uh, my apprentice at work, how many social media outlets he has or he's on. You can't keep up. No, and even you were interesting because you never had Facebook. No, I still don't. No, yeah, right, sorry, you still don't. (laughs) I still don't. That's something that I thought was pretty cool, and I've thought it's been cooler as I've gotten older, just that you never got sucked into that. Yeah, I... I, Yeah, I, I... I thought it was cool that you, like, back in the day, it was like, oh, you loser, like, on Facebook. <laughs> but now, looking back at it, it's like, you are a step ahead. Like, yeah. I mean, I've dealt with addictions to social media and, like, where you just go on posting sprees. It's, or, it's hard. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. uh, I won't lie, I have Instagram now, and I find, you know, I, I'm a big sucker for hot rods, and I find right. myself getting, you know, sucked into that vortex of scrolling through, looking at, at, at pointless crap, really. Oh, man. Do you you know, and watch? sometimes you have to center yourself, you know? I agree. Do you want to watch a scary documentary? We just watched it last night, actually, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I saw this, and it, I'd like Jesus. to watch it. Jesus. It's terrifying. But it goes through even, like, uh, so they have, like, behavioral analysis that work for all these companies. Okay. And their whole goal, they're like, oh, what is it that they call it? Business persuasion or something is their specialty. But their whole goal is manipulating the feed to get you to watch. And, like, so if you scroll through your feed and you stop at a picture for three seconds, yeah, that's all clocked in their computer. So, like, they know that now this picture, so now they'll look at things that are similar to try to get into your feed because they can obviously monetize every second that you're on the app, right? Okay. And... But anyway, I'd watch it for you. It's terrifying. It makes me want to delete every social media <laughs> and it makes me want to throw my computer out of the house because like the, the kids getting a hold of that, it's it's terrifying to me because it's only getting better. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff, at least the way this documentary proposes it, is that it's not actually overlooked by humans anymore. It's all through algorithms and AI. And so it's just getting better and better. Like it's streamlining the processes that they, they just get a clearer picture of who we are. Yeah. The more, whatever you look at, they can start to develop what you look like. Right. So it's, I don't know, it's terrifying to me, but it's, yeah, I think it's something that's what my biggest fear is basically with the kids too. Like even he wants to get, uh, um, he wants to get a YouTube channel. Yeah. Which I'm like, not a chance. Like, and, and he's, he's bugging us all the time about getting a YouTube channel, but there's no way I want him to put out his face online. No, no. you know, there's, there's no way like no. 
there's certain games like even that Roblox. I don't know if you're familiar. Probably not yet with no. three year olds. Hopefully it dies by the time your kids okay. are that age. Right. But we're still in the uh, Paw Patrol phase yeah. right now, which <laughs> you're good. You know, is enough of a thing. You're good. We're we're uh, never endingly in the Paw Patrol phase with four kids. <laughs> I've got I've got at least another <laughs> at least another four years of Paw Patrol. Okay, but uh, my favorite's Rubble. So you yeah, know, the construction well, he's, guy. He's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, we we've been trying to shield him from it as much as we can. But his friends all watch YouTube. Yeah, all of them. They all watch. I don't know what games it is. Oh, and sorry, on this Roblox thing, because they there have been news stories about you know predators going after kids on there because you can just open world chat to everybody. Yeah, and uh, and we finally we finally just said to him like we've turned off his chat functions, which annoyed him at first because he can't talk to his friends like his neighbors who are on there. But mm -hmm. it's not worth the risk nowadays. No, it's way too big of a world that they're getting exposed to. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and there was that there was a thing last year on youtube i believe yep um like you can find those kids shows on there baby bum or whatever abcs yep. but somebody was like the first two minutes of the video would be normal enough time for the parents to leave the room kind of thing mm -hmm. and then there was that demonic face that would come on yeah instructing children to self-harm yeah yeah I, I saw a story about that too and, and that like you said scares the crap out of me yeah I know. It's just, you know, like, it just baffles me. And it's stuff that even when you think you're doing a good job, you know, like you sit through the first couple of minutes, you think, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, the, yeah. this is a good show. Like, you can still get fooled that way. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's same with this Roblox game. I mean, you can be looking at the chat feed for five minutes or whatever, nothing will pop up. Then all of a sudden, somebody will come in there asking to get into a private room with them and start talking to them like this weird stuff. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. Yeah. And it's, the anonymity of it and everything is, yeah, I mean... They can't tr track everybody down who's doing this. No. So the only thing you can do is really protect your yeah. kids, your own. That's it. Yeah. So as far as dealing with COVID and the lockdown and everything, how have, how have the kids been handling it? How is uh, your wife? Anita has been okay with it. Yeah. Um, my wife is a, is a stay-at-home mom. So Same with mine. Her like everyday life maybe didn't change dramatically. Right. But... Um, like we live very close to my in-laws and my parents. So at the beginning of it, we didn't see her parents or my parents for probably three months. Well, that initial scare, like... Absolutely. It was, it was worrying. My grandparents live with my parents. So we didn't want to put my grandma no. in jeopardy or anything like that. And Anita's dad has, has had heart surgery in the past while. So we didn't want to risk compromising him in any way. So, you know... Um, I think you had touched on it in a previous episode that you're still going to work. Yeah. So you still get adult conversation, some form of social interaction, which I think helps. Oh, totally. Whereas she was at home. Yeah. Which I think was, was hard for her. Yeah. I know it's been hard for her. Yeah. Um, we've opened up our bubble, you know, like. That's the same with us. Too. We see my parents, her parents, her sister. Um, but as far as my daughter's. The one is far too young to understand it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas is she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, you know, she gets it. She we told her that there's bad germs out there, and she has to keep her distance. And she's to the point now where if somebody comes too close, she says, "You got to back up." <laughs> That's really you're funny. too close. There's bad germs. That's really funny. That's the difference between boys and girls. My my boys are clueless. <laughs> 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 they they want to hit everything. They want to grab everything. They're yeah. they're animals. But 
Yeah, that's good to hear. And it's funny because Shan, Shan was the same way when it came to just adult conversations. It was driving her nuts. Yeah. And I completely can understand. I mean... Oh, for sure. Like even even me, like I'm... I mean, a lot of the time I'm working alone. But yeah. a lot of the time I've got other trades there, an apprentice or at least a, a customer there. So I am at least discussing some stuff, having yeah. some adult conversation. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's affected Shan the most too. Our nine-year-old, like he obviously was affected by it. I mean, going from school to then thinking that it was going to be a summer break to then it wasn't really summer break. It was an extended break and a lot of his friends weren't allowed to hang out with him, right? Yeah. So it, it got weird for him for a bit. Um, we're the same way. Like kind of our bubbles opened up a little bit. I mean, a lot of our friends are are young. Their kids are younger. Like we're not really in that concerned age range. Like mm-hmm. we, it's tough because we kind of have had to distance ourselves from my grandpa. He's in an old old folks home, right? Yeah, and so that's obviously kind of a no-go. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like we're I think I've talked to him about it before, but we're kind of lucky with um the technology nowadays. At least we can FaceTime him or stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. you know, it's uh it's definitely not the same. And I know like I think it affects him the most, like, and it's tough. Like, I feel bad for him too because he likes that that interaction. He loves seeing his great grandkids, and they can't. I we don't really bring them near him right now. He was out. Uh, he was out a couple of months ago, but then since they came, went back to school, because our oldest he's in school now. Well, our, our oldest two now actually is in kindergarten. Can you believe that? <laughs> kindergarten Jeez. this year. It's it's bananas. That's wild. I know, but. Um, but we've we've kind of distanced since then because now all of a sudden they're getting introduced to all the other kids again. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of let that settle down for a few months before we go to see him again. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough. So, I mean, that's good at least that the kids haven't noticed a huge difference in it. No. No? Like... Now that they're able to see their grandparents, yeah. it's much better for all parties involved. Yeah. And for kids, I mean, that's kind of part of their biggest social yeah. circle. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um so yeah, so what else were we going to talk about? Um, yeah, so with your parents, were there any kind of traits that you've kind of decided not to pass down or things that, that yeah, that you just didn't find productive? This is a bit of a tougher one, obviously. Like for me, most of it stems just from the fact that my parents divorced yeah. when I was younger. So I think a lot of it was just products of the divorce. Okay. Not necessarily things that they would have done otherwise. Yeah. But... I mean, if there's no, no examples, I, you know, off the top of my head, I don't really think so. No, you know, they, yeah. I look back on my childhood and I had a good childhood, no complaints. Um, my brother and I both turned out, you know, well, I mean, your brother fairly normal. <laughs> yeah, fairly. <laughs> no, sure enough, he's great. He's um, great. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think they, they did a good job. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, yeah. yeah. And all that does is give you a better role model to look after too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, that's perfect. Yeah, I'm, it's funny because looking at our other friends groups, like we've got the one guy from Kamloops, which, well, he's more my friend through work. But yeah. do you have a lot of friends with kids now? Or is it mainly like, obviously your brother, your cousin have kids, but... Yeah, there's uh, my brother, my cousin, yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of it. Right? Kind of it. Um which, you know, it's sometimes you think ah, I'd be like, you know, better to have more friends with kids. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes it's definitely easier to relate. Yeah. With yeah. friends who have kids. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't take it personally anymore if somebody says they can't make it to something. Because no. I'm like, oh, I got kids. I know how that is. No. Like. No. I, yeah. It's, um, 
it, it's like you said, definitely easier to relate to people that are in that same situation. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, being a few minutes late isn't because you're lazy or not. <laughs> no, not on top of it. It's no, it's not. not you had a, a diaper explosion or, or a spill on the floor to deal with before you left. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I think uh, it's. I'm definitely glad I do have friends with kids because it's definitely somebody to to talk to or to at least find out if you're in the same situation. Oh yeah, exactly. Even like parenting advice, like yeah. hey. Uh, how do you do this? Or, yeah. you know, did this work for helping your kid teeth? It's yeah. like, I know, I, I agree with you. Like I, uh, I've found that it's really easy to relate to friends with kids now, mm-hmm. but it's getting tougher to relate to people who don't have kids. Yeah. Just cause it's like, it really swallows up your whole life, right? It does. There's it does. Else. And I feel like sometimes the people that don't have them still expect you to be as flexible as you were before. Yeah. But that's not the case anymore. No. And I think that's, I think that's even handy to put out there because we're we're born in 89, like we're yeah. 30 and 31. Yeah. We're kind of right in this generation that's getting into having kids. Like mm-hmm. I think it's handy to put it out there even to, and it's helpful just for people to realize like, look, I've got kids. It's not that I don't want to hang out with you. Absolutely. It's that I just, I can't right now. No. Like, and your, your priorities just shift. Like, yeah, absolutely. You, you hit a weekend or your time off. You really want to spend that time with your wife and kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, Oh, well, one thing for me is is how fast time goes by now. Oh my god! Like I, I feel like work starts Monday morning, yep. and before you know it, it's Friday. Yeah, you know, afternoon, and you're you're ready for the weekend. And I'd be lying if I said at this point in my life I work for the weekend yep. and my holiday time because I want to spend time with my family. Yeah, that's that's my goal right now. Yeah, and that work like that work life balance is tough. Like it's, I, it's hard. I hear it too because at the same time, like you're in the same position where you're the principal money earner for the house, right? Yeah. And uh, so you don't have a choice. Like you're no. you're going to work. You've yeah. got to provide. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on that, but there's a lot of there is. Yeah. Um, like for us, like to touch on the the principal earner thing for us, the decision to go that route. Um, was you know a decision that required quite a bit of thought yeah same but with us in terms of like quality of home life afterwards even for my wife and mine's relationship yep it's improved greatly right i agree life is is simpler uh the stress level has gone down you know and, and we only had our daughter at the time i can't imagine trying to juggle it with more than one child um but just like oh you'll get the hang of it <laughs> it's trying just trying to fit everything in when both are working yes it's hard yeah you're you know uh i work a 6 to 2:30 shift yep. so i'm home by 3 my wife was working a 7 to 5 yeah she was working four tens by the time she gets home at 6 o'clock, you're trying to make dinner you're trying to get the girls ready for bed it's hard and you're both gassed at that point. yeah you're tired yeah you know and and that's something i think about too i don't know if i could handle going through all this in my 40s oh my god we talk about this all the time so i look like for instance we were camping the other weekend and there was two couples beside us that were probably mid 40s and had kids the same age as as we do toddlers yeah 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 i like i come home now and i'm bagged you know what? And I can't imagine trying to to do with that when you're like 45. Me neither. Like, I completely it. agree. I completely agree. Like I get, 
Because I've heard that argument from the other side too, right? Like we have friends who don't have kids yet but are planning on it. And I hear the other side of that argument that they want to be more financially secure. And I don't I, know if you ever are. Though. I don't think so either. That's that's kind of my argument to it. There's nothing that'll prepare you for no. it. I would rather have the energy to run after them. Yeah. And and kind of deal to, with to it to go that extra yard yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Even it's, if it's not physical. Exactly. It's the mental strain. The is mental, the biggest. like my daughter, my oldest, mm-hmm. is she's sharp as a tack. And even if she's not like still moving when I get home, yeah, like, at a fast pace, she is asking questions or like, oh yeah, she questions you till the minute she goes to bed. And you have got to be sharp. Yep. You know. Well, they pick up on it too. If you're dismissive oh, and you're just kind of running an autopilot, like yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And then, like our four-year-olds, the same way. I think it's that age where they just start asking a million questions a minute, yeah. right? They want to figure out everything. They're no, curious for sure. Like, and, uh, sorry. Oh no, and uh, and he'll be he'll say, "Are you listening?" Like if I'm if he yeah. catches me where I'm doing something else, I'm doing <laughs> making dinner or something. Yeah, and uh, I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah." Are you listening? I'm like, sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they're they're sharp. They, they know it. They can they pick are. up on it. My uh, we were over at my parents for a dinner the other night, and it was late when we got home, ten o'clock or so. So I said to my daughter, "It's late. You've had a good night. Yep. Tonight we're just gonna go straight to bed. No story. So we're gonna right. go upstairs, brush your teeth, wash up, and then I'll talk to you." Yeah. And we're halfway up the stairs, and she stops. She turns around. Sits down on the stair, crosses her leg, and she goes, let's deal. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And you're There's three. no dealing. We're not dealing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I said to my wife, we don't negotiate with terrorists in this house. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not an option. Yeah. But she she laid out what she thought should happen. She's going to be a lawyer. Maybe. Listen to her. You know. That's so funny. But, yeah, it's just, it's, but it's probably the greatest thing in life. Oh my, yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it just, you can be having the worst day at work, come yep. home, and when you see those faces, it's just, it doesn't, nothing else matters anymore. Oh, that's like me, like, obviously the way our house is set up, we've got the big living room window facing right into the driveway. Yeah. So I'll pull up, back up, step out of my truck, I look up, and there's like three kids like waving yeah. every day. It's amazing. It's yeah. the best feeling. You're right. Yeah. doesn't matter what happened during the day. Yeah, yeah. That's a great feeling. Yeah. And one thing that my wife has told me and something that I try to do every day mm-hmm. is she said the face that you make when you get home from work, the face your daughter sees or I see, yep. it dictates how the evening goes. That's a really good point. It, Yeah. I hadn't thought too much about it. No. But she's like, when you, cause I am blessed not to have a long commute. I'm 20 minutes home. Right. So I am sometimes, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm still dwelling on a shit day at work. Mm-hmm. I'm still crabby. Yep. And you come to the door and you've got this frowny, angry face on. Yep. That's the first thing they pick up on. Yep. Well, it's not their fault. No, definitely so, not. So I try to remind myself, and I, I think it's a good lesson or helpful tip, maybe, yep. is to, even if you're not feeling it, put on a smile. Yeah. Oh, you know, I completely it, agree. It sets the whole evening up, goes way smoother. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And even what you're talking about, like, you're right, you can have a 
garbage day at work. Yeah. But as long and that's what I kind of try to keep in mind too is that just keeping that your reason for work in your head. Yeah. And so like even yeah, same thing. Like I, I do have a longer commute, so a lot of the time I can at least cool off if I've had a bad day during that drive. Yeah. Or I can be sitting in tra- <laughs> I can yeah. be sitting in traffic yeah. for yeah. an hour and then I'm really losing. <laughs> when I get home, right? But you know, even if you have to take a minute in the driveway and just calm yourself, you know. Yep. It just because, like you said, they pick up on that. Oh yeah, they're they're smart. Yeah. And I'm I'm with you though. I think that's a really good lesson. Is just to kind of yeah to greet them that way. You kind of set the precedent for yeah. the evening, the day, whatever it is. Yeah. Whenever you're coming home, that's a good point. And uh, yeah, my my kids are the same way. Like if if I if I walk in with a scowl or something, like they'll kind of shy away and everything. Not that it happens very often, but no. I try to I try to be happy around. Like, yeah. It's so easy with kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, we don't have to do any longer here. It's 30 minutes. I think that's great. I think that's a good pointer at the end, too, to just kind of come home that way like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. No problem. We'll thanks have for to do it me. again. Sounds no worries. good. Have a good one, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to that first interview. That was with my friend Doug, who's, a, again, a heavy-duty mechanic. I felt kind of rushed through some of it, just kind of getting used to interviewing somebody and speaking with pace, which I don't think I hammered, but uh, I'll smooth it out over the next couple ones. Um, Again, thanks for listening. And if you could uh, hit the like button, the subscribe, maybe a rating if you feel like like it was good enough for that. Or uh, also you can follow along on Facebook at the Plaid Jacket Philosopher or on Twitter at Jacket Plaid. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you all again next week.